0: Welcome to the Trial Talk podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte Hartley, and I'm a science communications officer at the MLC Clinical Trials Unit at UCL. In this show, we explore the clinical trial landscape by talking to the clinicians and researchers behind the work we do. If you're interested in learning how our research can help improve healthcare in the UK and around the world, this is the podcast for you. Every year, on the 1st of December, we mark World AIDS Day to show solidarity in the fight against HIV and AIDS and to remember those who've sadly lost their lives. Since the start of the global AIDS epidemic in the 1980s, there has been huge progress towards preventing HIV transmission and treating those who are living with HIV. Now, if they're diagnosed early and treated with daily antiretroviral therapy, People living with HIV can usually keep the virus suppressed, meaning they can live a long and healthy life. But there are still challenges to address. The World Health Organization recommends treating all people with HIV as soon as possible after diagnosis. And while this policy has led to improvements in adults, treatment coverage in children and adolescents is lagging behind. In this episode, we'll explore the reasons for these disparities, and how our clinical trials are aiming to close the gap between adults and young people. I'll be speaking to Philippa Musoke, one of our unit's collaborators based in Uganda.
1: My name is Philippa Musoke. I'm a paediatric infectious disease specialist retired from Makere University Department of Paediatrics, but I'm also the executive director for Makere University, John Hopkins University research collaboration that is based at uh, Mulago. Kampala, Uganda.
0: And Anna Takova, who works in a number of the unit's paediatric trials, in HIV as well as other infections.
2: So my name is Anna Tukova. I'm a paediatrician by background and I'm a research clinician at the MRCCTU.
0: To speed up progress towards ending the AIDS epidemic, UNAIDS has set three goals for 2030. Anna takes us through the UNAIDS fast-track targets. UNAIDS has set up the fast-track approach guided by the
2: 95-95-95 targets. And the first 95 emphasises ensuring that 95% of all people living with HIV are diagnosed and are aware of their HIV status. The second 95 underscores that among those diagnosed, 95% should initiate treatment. And lastly, the third 95 highlights the objective of achieving virological suppression in 95% of those on treatment. So, attaining virological suppression in adults and children living with HIV does correspond to sustained control of HIV infection and uh, overall good health outcomes.
0: So, when we talk about a treatment gap between adults and young people... How is this reflected in the progress towards meeting these targets?
2: For children living with HIV, the major gap in achieving the targets, especially in comparison to adults, is at the first 95% target. A significant proportion of children living with HIV remains undiagnosed, with only 63% diagnosed in 2022 while the corresponding figure for adults is nearly 90%. Actually, at the second 95% target, we are not doing too badly, as nearly 90% of children diagnosed with HIV are started on treatment. Where the challenge remains is at the third 95% target, where we need to accelerate our efforts. Among all children on treatment, only 80% achieve virological suppression. Contrasting with the figure, exceeding 90% in adults. I think addressing this gap is, is where clinical trials on ART optimization can contribute significantly. I think the
1: treatment gap is involved in, in two focus areas that I can think of. One is the number of children who are being treated with antiretroviral therapy is much, much less than the number of adults who are living with HIV and on treatment. So the adults are over, nearly over 80% are on antiretroviral therapy, but children are in the 60%. So that is one gap. The other gap is the formulations that are available for treating children vis-a-vis, the formulations that are available to treat adults. More formulations and also appropriate uh, types of formulations that are relevant for adults that may be less relevant for children.
0: So we know that part of the issue is that there are fewer treatment options available for children and young people compared to adults. But why might adult formulations not be suitable for children? For
1: the young children under five, most of them can't swallow pills, and yet most of the new drugs that come out are in pill form. So for an adult, it's easy. It's just a different pill. It's a different regimen. They write you treatment, but it's still a pill. While in children, the younger children, they need either liquids. It's actually easier if they are dispersable tablets or a powder formulation or ones that are easily crushed or ones that can easily be dispersed in liquid and then the baby uh, can take it.
0: And why are there fewer child-friendly formulations on the market?
1: It's a dollar issue or a pound issue. Many of the pharmaceutical companies look at the long-term investment to produce a new drug or a more. Efficient